Section 21 of Guelphs and Ghibellines by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 15 John Galeazzo Visconti, Ladislauf, The Council of Pisa, Part 1. The history of Venice in the decade which followed the Peace of Turin is closely united with the future of the great cities of the Lombard Plain, Padua, Verona, and Milan. Padua was governed from 1355 to 1382 by Francesco of Carrara, the seventh of his family, who had been lords of that city. We have already heard of him as a bitter and successful enemy of Venice. He had already attained possession of Treviso, and was anxious to extend his dominions westward toward the frontiers of Verona. This town was ruled by Antonio della Scala, an illegitimate scion of that famous house. His descent from the line of the Scaligers was as follows. Mastino II, who had been lord of Verona from 1329 to 1357, left three sons, Can Grande, Alboin, and Consignorio. The eldest was murdered by his brother after a reign of seven years, and Alboin and Consignorio ruled together. In 1365, Alboin was detected in a conspiracy and was put to death by his brother Consignorio, who reigned alone. Dying in 1375, he left his dominions to his two illegitimate sons, Bartolomeo and Antonio, who divided his dominions between them. But this arrangement only led to another fratricide, and from 1381 to 1387, Antonio reigned alone. He had been alarmed at the progress of Francesco da Carrera, and had joined the Venetians in making war against him. His generals were defeated, and his rival was quite willing to offer him terms of peace which he rejected. He had now to make head against a new enemy in the person of John Galeazzo Visconti, to a description of whose career this chapter will be devoted. We have already heard how the territory of Milan came to be divided between Galeazzo and Bernabo Visconti. Galeazzo died in 1378 and was succeeded by his son, John Galeazzo, Count of Virtu, husband of Isabel of France. Bernabo, in his old age, divided his territory amongst his five sons, retaining the general superintendence of it for himself. This naturally aroused the jealousy of John Galeazzo, who, on the other hand, excited that of his uncle, by being appointed imperial vicar by the emperor Wenceslaus, son of Charles IV. John Galeazzo adopted an ingenious and characteristic way of disarming his uncle's suspicion. As his wife had died leaving no children, he married Catherine, daughter of Bernabo, and gave his sister Violante in marriage to Bernabo's son. He took care that his government should be a striking contrast to that of his uncle. He reformed the criminal justice, lightened taxation, paid honor to the clergy, and deserted the traditional methods of severity and harshness on which the power of an Italian tyrant was supposed to rest. Bernabo, on the other hand, became more savage in his old age, and more enslaved by disgraceful vices. 
he thought his nephew no better than a coward and a fool and may possibly have conceived the design of removing him and succeeding to his inheritance if this was the case john galeazzo contrived to be beforehand with him he put on more and more the air of harmless simplicity he lived at pavia and devoted himself to science and to the company of learned men he spent incredible sums in almsgiving sang hymns with the monks and remained for hours in prayer until bernabo thought him positively mad at last in thirteen eighty five he wrote to his uncle that he wished to make a pilgrimage to our lady of the mountain at varese that he should pass by milan but was afraid to enter the town would his uncle meet him and allow him to embrace him he set out with a guard of five hundred lances bernabo had been warned against him but would believe nothing on the road to milan he met two of his uncle's sons whom he made prisoners at a little distance from the city he was met by bernabo himself john galeazzo gave an order to his attendants in german jacopo del verme the famous condottiere who accompanied john galeazzo said to bernabo you are a prisoner and the nephew made his entry into milan amidst the acclamations and applause of the people in three weeks he became undisputed master of all bernabo's possessions bernabo was imprisoned in the magnificent castle of trezzo which he had built circled by the folds of the green and rushing ada and was poisoned on december nineteenth thirteen eighty five he died repeating the words a humble and contrite heart o god thou wilt not despise he was sixty-six years old the first act of john galeazzo's rule was to form a league with the este carrara and gonzaghi for the extermination of the mercenaries who were devastating italy the banner of the confederation was a blue ensign with the inscription pax this dream lasted but a short time for personal selfishness and ambition soon scattered it to the winds john galeazzo could not resist the bait of verona which was offered him and he accepted the offer of francesco di carrara to join with him against antonio della scala it was agreed that in case of success he should receive the town of verona carrara was to have vicenza antonio was entirely defeated and visconti with characteristic cunning managed to get possession of both towns this was the end of the house of la scala which had been lords of verona for a hundred and twenty-eight years john galeazzo having mortally offended carrara by taking possession of vicenza had now the incredible baseness to join venice in a league against him he had previously strengthened his position by marrying his only daughter valentina to louis duke of orleans the brother of charles the sixth of france giving her as a dowry asti and the other possessions of the visconti in piedmont from this marriage was descended louis the twelfth king of france who claimed the duchy of milan in the beginning of the sixteenth century a treaty was signed between john galeazzo and venice in february thirteen eighty eight it provided that padua should belong to the visconti but that the fortifications should be raised he was also to conquer treviso and handed over to the republic further he was to pay a large sum for the support of the war carrara believing that the venetians were chiefly actuated by personal hatred against himself 
abdicated his sovereignty and retired to treviso he was succeeded by his son francesco novello but father and son were forced to submit they surrendered themselves under a safe conduct which was treacherously broken and the dragon of the visconti floated over the walls of padua and treviso within sight of the canals of venice visconti had as we have seen already reduced to vassalage the marquis of montferrat the gonzaghi of mantua and the este of ferrara in tuscany alone could be found a counterpoise to this overgrown and monstrous power founded on fraud and violence francesco novello had been sent by john galeazzo to a castle in the territory of asti with the intention of putting him to death he contrived to escape and passing with his wife and child through incredible dangers and difficulties he scoured europe to wreak revenge against the enemy of his race repulsed and threatened everywhere he was well received at florence and was charged to collect an army in germany he was welcomed by the duke of bavaria and then passed into croatia and bosnia where he received the promise of powerful assistance it is possible that the florentines might after all have hesitated before attacking so powerful a foe as the lord of milan but john galeazzo removed all possibility of this by being himself the first to attack in the spring of thirteen ninety he declared war against bologna and florence the republic took john hawkwood into their pay but unfortunately they were not seconded by their old allies of the guelphic quadrilateral siena and perugia were on the side of visconti as also were the lords of urbino faenza rimini forli and tivoli the milanese army was too much scattered to be of any use francesco of carrara advancing from the north entered his native city of padua by the dry bed of the brenta as cyrus in past times had entered babylon here he received the reinforcements of the duke of bavaria the florentines found a powerful auxiliary in john count of armagnac whose sister had married an uncle of bernabo visconti whilst he attacked on the side of piedmont john hawkwood had crossed the mincio and the olio and was encamped on the banks of the Adda. the count of armagnac a young man of eight-and-twenty was defeated by jacopo del verme visconti's general at alessandria and hawkwood was exposed to the full fury of the victor's attack there was nothing left for him but to retreat he was reduced to terrible straits at one time he was surrounded by a waste of floods which del verme had caused by cutting the dikes of the po he escaped by marching a day and part of the night with the floods up to the horses bellies at last when both parties were tired of war the peace of genoa was concluded on january twentieth thirteen ninety two padua was restored to the house of carrara but novello was compelled to pay a tribute of ten thousand florins to milan the florentines were to abstain from interference in lombardy and john galeazzo equally from interference in tuscany with so restless a spirit as john galeazzo peace could not last long in thirteen ninety three he conceived the idea of ruining mantua by turning the course of the mincio and draining the lakes which are the principal defence of that city gonzaga applied to florence and bologna for assistance 
the possession of ferrara supplied a cause of further quarrel at this juncture the emperor wenceslas entered upon the scene his chief object was to obtain money and he thought that he might gain what he wished by heading a league against john galeazzo finding this to be impracticable he sold to the lord of milan the title of duke on may first thirteen ninety five by a decree signed at prague he erected the town and diocese of milan into an imperial fief or duchy the investiture was celebrated with great pomp and splendour the new duchy included brescia bergamo vercelli como novara alessandria tortona babio piacenza reggio parma crimona lodi crema soncino bormio borgo sandonino pontremoli verona vicenza feltre belluno bassano and sarzana pavia was formed into a separate county this diploma which cost john galeazzo a hundred thousand florins gave an entirely new position to the visconti they were no longer tyrants of a city but the hereditary sovereigns of a considerable territory the first use which john galeazzo made of the new power which he had acquired was to attach himself to the league which had been made for the purpose of his overthrow in may thirteen ninety six a congress of the league was held in florence not only were the members willing to receive the duke as an ally but the people of siena of lucca and of rimini joined the new confederation which thus entirely lost the original character which it had received from francesco da gonzaga this unnatural state of things could not last long jealousy of the duke's power was too deep-seated and too well founded that his enemies should not combine to crush it the visconti had in former days held the seigneury of genoa and john galeazzo saw in the distractions of that city an opportunity of gaining the authority which they had once possessed but charles the sixth king of france who was as yet untouched by the malady which at a later period destroyed his intellect had his eyes fixed on the same prize adorno doge of genoa preferred the alliance of france to that of milan and charles finding that his interests clashed with those of the visconti stirred up a conspiracy against him in september thirteen ninety six a league was concluded at paris by which florence bologna ferrara mantua and padua were to devote themselves to the destruction of their common foe john galeazzo was not slow to meet the danger he dispatched the famous candottiere alberico da babiano to attack the town of san miniato even before the florentines had formally declared war but the duke recognized that his most formidable and determined enemy was francesco of gonzaga and against him he sent two armies as he was defended by no one except the marquis of este his destruction appeared certain but his very weakness proved his strength venice and the league could not notice the unbounded development of the power of milan with indifference they took the part of mantua and visconti was defeated at the battle of governolo this at first only increased the obstinacy of the duke and aroused him to new efforts he wrenched still larger taxes from his oppressed people and took new condottieri into his service but the power of the venetians was too great for him 
by their influence a peace of ten years was concluded in may thirteen ninety eight john galeazzo had now leisure to turn his attention to tuscany pisa was in the hands of jacopo appiano an old man of seventy-five the duke thought that he would be able to cajole him into surrendering the city into his hands but the spirit of resistance was too strong and his envoys were repulsed appiano unfortunately died on september fifth and his successor was of a different stamp the florentines refused to assist him in the tyranny which he contemplated to establish and he therefore sold the town of pisa to john galeazzo for two hundred thousand florins the pisans in vain protesting against being sold like a flock of sheep the duke took possession of the city and the house of appiano had to content itself with piombino and elba where it long continued to reign john galeazzo only considered these possessions as the point of departure for new conquests the lords of the castle of papi and the whole casentino declared in his favour so that the sources of the arno as well as its mouth were hostile to the city which claimed the title of its queen hatred against the florentines drove the people of siena to commit their seigneury to the duke perugia felt herself hard pressed by the pope and expected to find a milder ruler in john galeazzo assisi followed the fate of perugia the power of the duke of milan extended itself over spoleto and nocera and he had also obtained the dominions of the malaspina in the territory of the lundigiana he might well aspire to be king of italy at the close of the fourteenth century the outlook of freedom in italy was indeed gloomy enough genoa perugia and siena had given themselves masters pisa had been sold lucca and bologna with the appearance of freedom were distracted by party quarrels which were the forerunners of servitude venice defended by her lagoons seemed willing to abandon italy to her fate rome languished in slavery naples and lombardy had forgotten the name of liberty a cowardly and faithless tyrant had risen to the height of power by trading on the vice and weakness of his enemies florence alone upheld the standard of the good cause and her eventual success is an encouragement to all true-hearted lovers of liberty not to despair even in the deepest abandonment and desolation End of section twenty one